This is a Stroud Short Stories podcast. Stroud Short Stories is an independent twice yearly short story event. I'm organiser John Holland and today I'm bringing you a story from a past event. The story is Fat Man in Neon by Jason Jackson from our May 2019 event Incendiary. Jason's prize-winning fiction has been published extensively online and in print. His stories have been nominated for the Pushcart Prize and the Best of Small Fictions. This year his work has appeared in the New Flash Fiction Review and in the Nottingham Review. In January, Jason's hybrid photography prose piece, The Unit, was published by A3 Press. He picked me up in biblical rain outside of the services, slowing on the slip road, flashing his lights. Don't get many hitches nowadays, he said when I climbed in. Don't get many lifts, I said. He turned into a gap in the stream of traffic. How far north? Sunderland. Edinburgh myself, pleasure, not business. That felt like enough conversation. The winter clouds were a shroud over everything and the rain on the windscreen flickered like costume jewels. What's in Sunderland? said the fat man. Fuck all, I said. Fair enough. You want some of this? Without taking his eyes off the road, he held out a small plastic baggie between his forefinger and thumb. White powder. More than enough to get him to Edinburgh without a care. I took it, licked my little finger, dipped it in, took a taste. Here, he said, handing me a credit card. Use the dash. I'll keep it steady. I cut a thin line. It was better than I was used to. I weighed the baggie and the credit card in my hand as I looked at the fat man. I thought about our velocity, about punching him hard in the face. I thought about what might become of us if I acted on impulse, about whether I cared. Cut me one, he said, but not on the dash. Where? On your thigh. Sometimes I'm a good boy. Sometimes I do what I'm told. I made his line thicker and longer than mine and I cut it so it led where he wanted it to lead. He pulled into the slow lane, kept his right hand on the wheel, bent down over me. I watched the back of his shaved head the ridges of his neck against his collar like thick white slugs. He sat up and with his eyes fixed on the road again he started to whistle jingle bells. It was Christmas Eve. We drove for five hours doing a line an hour, me from the dash, him from my thigh and his smile got wider each time he came up for air. There was talk between us the nonsense and nothing of flirtation and it filled the time until the slip for Sunderland loomed out of the rain. Anywhere particularly you need to be, he said. A cafe. Neon, it's called. Open Christmas Eve. It's shut down. Has been for a month. I was watching the space far over to the right where the ocean lay hidden. The proprietor got sick, I said. Then he died. He smiled. So how do we get in? I rummaged in my pocket, pulled out an old leather keyring, two long thick keys attached. I waved them back and forth. Dead man's fingers, I said. Mid-November, in a pristine solicitor's office south of the Thames, a praying mantis of a man handed me a letter written by another solicitor. A week later, I picked up the keys. My father had left me neon. 
I'd known nothing of a funeral or even an illness. I heard nothing for 10 years and I had no idea how they'd found me. I didn't care to ask. More than a month ago, I felt as if I hadn't slept since. Edinburgh's still three hours away, said the fat man, watching the rain quicken on the windscreen. What's in Edinburgh? I said. He smiled at me. Fuck all. It suddenly seemed to me an insane thing to be alive and aware on the night before a Christmas morning. I tried to remember the last one, but it was like sifting for fool's gold. I'm going to show you neon, I said. Well, now we have a plan. I leant my head against the window, hypnotised by the rhythm of the streetlights as we passed under them, taking their blessings one by one. We were getting closer. There were tall Victorian terraces looming on the left, filled with the curtained glow of hidden lives. And then the Christmas lights began. Reds and greens and goals crisscrossed over the road and stretching off ahead of us. Over to the left was the black expanse of the North Sea, a heaviness I'd always held in my heart. Next block along, I said, and then here. The fat man pulled into the curb. It was past 11, but there were people around, couples holding hands, huddled against the rain, groups stumbling along. A pub was open, a Chinese restaurant, but neon itself was cast in darkness. I pulled my backpack from the seat well between my knees and I got out of the car. The rain was hard, the wind was terrible. I slammed the passenger door shut as I fumbled for the right key and I heard the driver's side door slam too. Then I was inside, the fat man following. I negotiated the shadows and the silhouettes of the scattered mannequins which filled the place. Give me a second, I said, as I picked my way through to the storeroom at the back. I wanted the fat man to experience the full ridiculousness of my father's folly, and for that I needed the lights. I can't see, he said, as if speaking from some distant planet. Are you coming back out? And then he started to laugh. <laughs> You're a tease, he said. And I could hear him shuffling around. Come on, I've got something to show you here. Let me show you first, I said. And I pulled a lever. A father with an idea. A father with a pension. A father who purchased a cafe. A father who bought up all of the neon signs he could find from everywhere and anywhere. Car boot sales, auctions, the internet, America, Germany, Japan. A father who wanted people to see. A father who waited and waited, who tried to entice people in. And when they didn't come, this father brought some people of his own, wrapped them in lines of bulbs and stood them among the potential of the signs and switched everything on. In the storeroom, the strip light under the closed door pulsed in waves of energy as if some fantastic alien birth was happening beyond it. I heard the fat man gasp. For the love of God, he said, this place. I opened the door and walked into the room. The fat man was naked, his small hard cock bobbing beneath his hairy belly. All around him were pulsing nonsensical signs coloured pink and blue. All night refills, smoke the Pope, your friends are forever, life in the fast lane, drink Echo Beach Lager, K-Love, K-Hate, K-Pop, the Who, all night strip, silence, twist and shout, no cameras, live among us forever and be free. He stretched out his arms, tipped his head over to the right like some kind of lit up corpulent Christ and laughed. I could do no other than smile. He embraced me 
and I saw the ghost of my father counting the meagre takings in the corner. The ghost didn't seem to care now what happened in this lost citadel of light. This place, whispered the fat man. He shook his head, grasped my face in his thick little fingers and kissed me hard. I could smell the drive and the sadness of the season on him as I pulled away. It's mine, I said, for my sins. One of the mannequins was behind him, all sculpted pecs and carved abs with a plastic mound between its legs. There was wire wrapped all around this angel, strung with bulb after bulb after bulb, silver lights beautiful and strange. I lifted it, turned it around and placed it into the fat man's willing embrace. Here, I said, smiling. And they began to dance. The crazy signs pulsing a rhythm while a silent congregation looked on. The fat man laughed, whirling and turning, his new lover weighing almost nothing and his life suddenly full. The front door had closed, but I went to it and opened it wide. It was Christmas. And time once again for Neon to be filled with the cold and the pity and the hope of this unimaginable world. That was Fat Man in Neon by Jason Jackson from the May 2019 event. The next Drought Short Stories event is on Sunday the 10th of November at the Cotswold Playhouse in Parliament Street, Stroud. Why not come along to the event and hear 10 Gloucestershire authors reading their stories? Tickets priced at £8 are on sale from the Cotswold Playhouse website from Friday the 11th of October. I'm grateful to Laura Bing for recording, producing and broadcasting the podcast and for Ed Holland for the music. <laughs>